welcome back to the Sunday Roast. How's it going, guys? How the hell are you? How are your hearts? And how are your heads? Guys, what's going on? It's been a while. It's been a minute. How are you doing? How are you coping? How are you compromising on... I don't know. Anyway, what's going on, guys? What's the crack? I'm just back from holidays. I've been on holidays. Yeah, I know. Patreon.com forward slash Mark Megan, or I literally may never be able to go on holidays again. Now, I actually also have an idea before we get into it. Lots of people who follow me on Instagram at Megan Mark, not lots of people follow me on Instagram. I'm literally hemorrhaging followers these days. So follow me, please, on Instagram. Nevertheless, lots of people who do follow me, of the several, lots of people who follow me were really enjoying my updates on Instagram, which led me down an ideas rabbit hole. Would it be interesting if for everybody that subscribed to the Patreon, I would use that small little pot of money and rather than sort of clothe, feed and nourish and heat and keep myself in good health and all the rest, should I use that at the end of each month to go to like a different city and then go to that city and roast it and do like a podcast from there? I don't know. Is that something that you'd be interested in? And I'd let you guys vote. You could send me somewhere. It could be somewhere like completely dog shit um, out of the options that I give you. So sort of like Copenhagen or Paris or, you know what I mean? Berlin, maybe. But uh, won't go miss you though. Don't worry. Um, if that's an idea that you like, let me know. If it's not, please still consider subscribing to the Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Mark Megan. As you can hear, I'm not saying that this episode is sponsored by anybody. So I literally desperately need people to subscribe to the Patreon. Please consider it. Thank you. Now, I went on holidays. I know we've discussed holidays a little bit before, right? But that was in a forgotten time. That was back when we had a world and when things were normal and existed. But now it's all changed. Everything has changed. The world as we knew it collapsed. And this is a new horizon. So off we set. Myself and Mrs. Rose. Our first holiday, which is also daunting. I'm not going to lie. I was a little bit daunted. First holiday, you know, that sort of can present a lot of issues, but we actually got through it. Now, first holiday, we were going to Cascai in Portugal. We didn't go to the part of Portugal where everybody goes to in Portugal. You know the part of Portugal I'm talking about. We went to Cascai in Lisbon because we're different, but we're not that different. Do you know what I mean? Too much of a nerd for the jocks and too much of a jock for the nerds. Nevertheless, off we set. Saturday morning. There was a slight mogul, though on the uphill piece to the holiday. Beyond the gates of hell, a holiday awaited. However, first we had to overcome one hurdle, a.k.a. Dublin Airport Terminal 1. Can we talk about Dublin Airport Terminal 1 for a second? It's actually as... I mean, no amount of hyperbole would justify just how much of a swamp this place really is. As a smoker... Have you ever been to the smoking area in Dublin Airport, Terminal 1? It's up, if you go up the escalators, there's a Burger King there, which is the most heinous looking Burger King. It's not even a Burger Prince, this place. This is a Burger Jester. This is the worst looking Burger King I've ever seen in my life. Then there's the bar there with the lads with the cheeky points and all the rest. And then there's a smoking area. It's feral out there. As I said on my Instagram, it's Thunderland for people with passports. This place 
is the most disgusting smoking area I've ever been in my life. Think about the things, forget COVID, by the way, forget COVID. Think about the things you could catch in the smoking area of Terminal 1 in Dublin Airport. I mean, you could certainly catch a few criminals. This place is Vietnam in the 60s with slightly less heroin, more tracksuits than the Olympic opening ceremony and less teeth than my four-month-old nephew's Pilates class on Bulls Bridge every morning. Shout out to the baby benders on Shelburne Road. Joking aside, though, it actually made me want to stop smoking. Forget all of the imagery they have on boxes of cigarettes of the lads with, like, vaginas on their throats and teeth coming out of their eyes. The biggest deterrent to smoking ever would be to just sit in Terminal 1 at high noon of a Saturday and go through a pack of Marlboro Lights. You'd never fly again. Some of the people in there, by the way, I actually wonder, are they even going to fly or have they just been planted there by the Irish government in order to dissuade international travellers like myself from smoking? International travellers, speaking of... uh, (laughs) No, you absolutely cannot. Okay, but we're not here to talk about Dublin Airport Terminal 1. I've done that, right? We've done Dublin Airport Terminal 1. It is what it is, okay? I felt more culturally detached in the smoking area of Dublin Airport Terminal 1 than when I went to the Serengeti and wore Abercrombie cargo shorts and an Aeropostale polo neck, okay? We've done that. Let that be the end of it now, right? And we're also not going to do COVID through airport sort of comedy, right? We're not going to do that. And I'm not going to complain about, I don't know, fucking Sally Rooney novels everywhere. More Sally Rooney novels in the duty free than there are dickheads in Dubai. I know we could do that comedy, but we're not. We're not doing it, right? Today, I want to talk about Irish people's paranoia when they go on holidays. It's something that's been on my mind loads, actually, just right over my shoulder. Who said I'm paranoid? Did you say I'm paranoid? But something that's been on my mind, particularly because I've noticed these traits in myself, you know, we like to think of ourselves as sort of these great travellers. Find any corner of the world and you'll find an Irishman. Brilliant, grand, because we've been fleeing destitution at home, so it's not exactly a good thing, is it? Nevertheless, we like to pride ourselves on our ability to sort of communicate with new cultures and, and engrave... What's the word I'm looking for? Um, oh, God. Engrave... Anyway, you know what I'm saying. Sorry. I'm still on holiday mode, are you? What do you mean holiday mode? Oh, I'm still on Portuguese time. What do you mean Portuguese time, mum? It's the same fucking time. Just because you haven't had a glass of rosé before noon, will you just snap out of it? Holiday mode? Stop doing cannonballs on Grafton Street. You'll hurt yourself. Nevertheless, you know, Irish people's paranoia. All of the chat now, in the week in the build-up to me going on holidays from sort of the closest people to me, we're all warning signs. Oh, will you, um, will you get your breakfast in the hotel now, will you? Uh, yeah, yeah, probably will. Yeah, I don't know. We'll just be careful there now with the milk. Sorry? Well, you know, just be careful now with the milk there. What? Irish paranoia about foreign milk. What is that? That. Do you know what I mean? Well, careful now with your milk now over there. What? What? What do you mean be careful 
with the milk, by the way. Spanish cows have tits too, Timothy. Also, how much milk are you consuming on a daily basis that this is such a pivotal element of you deciding where you go on holidays? Careful now with the milk now over there. You just really be careful. I'm not sucking the teat of a street dog in Greece, Jeremy. I'm going to have some milk with the chocolate cereal I cannot avail of in Ireland. You're only buying milk that is slightly less pasteurised than the one you get at home. Relax the fucking cacks. You're really milking this joke. No, I'm not going there. The paranoia. Oh no, well, we went, uh, where did we go now last year? Spain, we went there. And uh, Miriam, no, she had a very funny stomach. She had a funny stomach. Why, why can't you just say it for what it is? She had the runs. She got diarrhea. Oh, I don't know. My, I feel a bit. My stomach's a bit iffy there. It's a bit funny. You've got the runs. You're wearing swimming togs. You walk from the pool into a really like middle of the road sort of toilet near the pool. The doors wouldn't close properly and they had sort of shutters. So when you were having the shitters, the shutters were open. You were paranoid about people walking in and you'd peel off your wet dripping togs. The diarrhea fell out of you straight into the loo. You went back, you had to reapply sun cream on your arse and someone said, how'd your day go? And you said, oh, my stomach's a bit funny. I should probably drink some more water. Not the tap though, not the tap water. You'd swear you were literally scooping up, by the way, muck, mucky water from the River Ganges in the middle of the COVID crisis and slurping it down your gullet with the way people worry about tap water on the continent. You're going to fucking Portugal, not Portumna. It's going to be okay. Nevertheless, people are paranoid about milk on holidays. I don't understand it. Do you know what else they're, do you know what else they're paranoid about? Well, dads in particular. Taxi men. Taxi men, you'd swear that there was some sort of illegal crime syndicate operating around the whole of Europe and their sole modus operandi, by the way, <laughs> is to add an extra €3.75 on taxi journeys with my dad in them from the airport to the hotel. Oh, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll be careful with this guy now. What do you mean be careful of him? He's bringing us, like, we're, he's in the air. We've met this guy at the airport. He's got a taxi sign. He's going to bring us to the hotel. You know, straight to the hotel now, uh, Garcon. No messing. What do you mean no messing? He's not going to do donuts in the local shopping centre. He's going to bring us to the hotel. Do you think he's that interested in us? You know, that he re- Have you ever noticed this? Like, oh, yeah, straight to the hotel now. No messing. Oh, no, look at this now. Look, he's crawling along. We're on the motorway driving 180 miles an hour. If we were going any faster, by the way, we would be beating the speed of sound. What the hell is going on here? What is with this paranoia? I just don't understand Irish dads on holiday. No, uh, careful now whenever you leave the airport. Yeah, I, I will be. No, no, honestly, don't, don't wear anything. Don't carry a wallet with you. Well, What? Don't carry a wallet. Yeah, don't carry a wallet with you when you're going out at night. Well, why not? Don't have any visible signs of money. Watches, you know, chains, t-shirts, underwear, anything. If they see it, they'll take it. Okay, again, we're going to Portugal. This isn't Mad Max. <laughs> why, also, if, if this place is this bad, where everyone's just out to get you constantly, why are you going there on holidays? Why are you literally vacationing your normal life to go to this place where you're apparently just a sitting duck who is perpetually going to be a victim of crime? If they see it, they'll take it. Have you ever seen it? The Irish dad, he gets all, the, they get all these like cash, like they're like mini fanny packs that they strap to their body. Walking through the hotel, 
God, walking through the hotel lobby like a fat, pale James Bond with three different money patches strapped to his torso, looking like he's got a colostomy bag for each different orifice or a fucking suicide bomber from Roscommon. What the hell is going on here? Paranoia permeates every single facet of this holiday. Again, may I draw your attention to a situation when you're with your father and he has paid for the lunch that you've had. And for, for instance, the dinner or lunch has cost €47.50, right? And he gives him a €50. Euro. Watch him now. Watch him now. He'll disappear with that change now. Do you honestly think... This guy who is a waiter in a bar. Do you think he's really willing to risk his livelihood for the sake of robbing Vincent Megan of two euro fifty? It's absolutely outrageous. Are you even enjoying yourself? It's madness. And look, maybe I've discussed some of this before in previous holiday related podcasts, but that was from a different time. That was before the world collapsed. It's all different now. It's like we're looking at life through a different lens. Everything's a different colour. A worse one. But different. Nothing, though, produces the same reaction when you're on holidays as the moment you notice another Irish person. The divine moment, one might even say. Excuse me. Would you say they're Irish? Who? See them over there? Look, Look over there. Say they're Irish, they're Irish, they definitely look Irish. Which, the guy in the super dry jacket, in 30 degree heat, with a sunburned dick and a shriveled up wife, yeah, I'd say they may be Irish. Literally, oh, that guy there, the guy walking back from the beach, looking like Rafe Fiends in The English Patient, yes, he may be fucking Irish. Oh look, I go on holidays to escape Irish people. And to escape myself and those thoughts inside myself. Do you know what I mean? That's why I go on holidays. I don't want to speak to people, Irish or otherwise. We ended up getting chatting to this couple one evening. And you could tell they were hungry and horny for conversation. You know the ones, you're, you're in a restaurant and every time you look up, they look up. And they're just sort of doing that. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to, vis- if you can visualize, I'm doing that sort of like half smile. The sort of one you do in like the doctor's waiting room. If you catch eyes with somebody over a National Geographic or an OK magazine about a royal wedding in 1985. You know the one, you sort of go, hmm. Sort of, it's an acknowledgement. It's an acknowledgement. We're both here in the same place. But we don't know each other fine. But these, this couple, they were so desperate. They obviously don't love each other. I understand that, but they're on holidays and they're just horny up to the gills. Her breasts were leaking. Honestly, she was lactating for the stimulation of a conversation with strangers. So we got talking to them and lo and behold, they were from South fucking Dublin. So how was your flight over? It was grand. Yeah, it was fine. How was yours? Because I care about it. Because I really care about Ryanair flight EI5762 and how that went last Saturday at 7.50. How was your flight? Well, it was a little bit, there was a few bumps on the way over, but you know, I had a glass of wine. A few bumps on the way over, but you had a glass of wine. You sound like you're describing a South Dublin night out, not a Ryanair flight, Audrey. I hate it. And how's... Where are you guys staying now? I just, that level of small talk is torturous. That's Guantanamo 
for me. That's watching a video of my own conception with my parents in present company. That is not my idea of a holiday. I don't want that. And would you, how would you be at flying now? Yeah, I wouldn't be great. I actually wouldn't be great. I did the British with Air, Airwaves, uh, Airways rather, Flying with Confidence course. It helped for about six weeks. But at the end of the day, I'm a neurotic, sloppy mess. So it's caught up with me again and I hate flying. What about you? Yeah, no, it's fine. Like, I'm just having a couple of drinks now because just to settle the nerves now before the flight. You're not flying till Saturday, Helen. Helen, are you okay? Have you been booted out of the family WhatsApp group again, Helen? Have you lost your job, Helen? Your handbag is fake, Helen, we all know. We all know you shagged the pool attendant in Turkey. And that's why you suggested going to Spain, Helen. I've no interest in talking to other Irish people. But some people do, and that's okay, by the way. There's no right or wrong answer to this. I mean, some people do want that. That's fine. There's a few Irish bars in Kashgai, and of course, we walk by one of them, and there's a group of Irish lads there. They're all complaining about the pints of Guinness. Ah, uh, fucking Guinness here is muck now. Nothing like what you get back at home. I think they're from Fox Rock. But you know what I mean? Ah, <laughs> oh, fucking Guinness here is shy. Oh, is it? The Guinness is shite in Rue de Spirito in just off the main square in Kashgai. There's a shock. There's a fucking shock horror. Do you think you get Chinese lads coming over from Macau or Shenzhen? Visiting Dublin on a holiday and going to the Foo Moon on Newtown Park Avenue or Charlie's Chinese Chicken in, I don't know, Georgia Street and complaining, saying that the chicken balls aren't the same as back at home. Do you think they're ordering three and ones being like, don't do an accent? But do you think they're going to be like, you know, how do you, <laughs> how do you do this without doing a Chinese accent? But then like somebody's going to go, oh, you can't do a Chinese accent. That's bad. But do you know what I mean? The chicken ball, how about? Do you know what I mean though? Thank you so much for listening to the Sunday Rose. Guys, what's the story? Thank you very much for checking in and listening and tuning in. Uh, may sound ridiculous, but honestly, being away for the last week has given me a new lease of life. So here's to many more roasts coming your way very soon. Uh, to everybody who's listening, if you could consider subscribing to the Patreon, it would mean the world. Patreon.com forward slash Mark Megan. Please consider it. We've got a lot to look forward to. Live shows are very much on the horizon. Many more roasts are coming and there's a couple of interesting things happening behind the scenes which is literally a lie. There is nothing interesting happening behind the scenes. I'm just trying to get back into the flow of recording the show every week and enjoying life again. I hope you are doing the same. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll speak to you soon. All the best.